Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. So excited that you're here tuning in. And and today's episode is extra special because we're actually welcoming our very first guest. Uh, We have Danielle Hamilton here with us today to talk about why sugar is so toxic for our body and how sugar works in our body. So before I introduce uh, Danny and before I play that episode, uh, I want to share my weekly insight with all of you. Our weekly insight and update, as you know, I start all of these episodes with something that that is going on in my life or something that maybe I've just been through that I've learned or something that I've I've been inspired from a client to to share with all of you as a little tidbit of wisdom and your weekly insight. So this week, what I really wanted to, to share is um, just recently we watched, I hosted actually my first ever movie night inside my monthly community, which is called the Sugar Freedom Collective. Um, and we watched the wisdom of trauma. So if anybody's never seen it, watch it. Okay. I think you have to donate online, which is such um, an important cause. So please donate, watch the movie. Um, You can go to their website and find out how to do that. But it is um, a documentary led by Gabor Mate and a whole team of experts really talking about the root cause of addiction and trauma being that thing. So really, um, the message that I wanted to share with all of you today that, you know, I've, I've watched this documentary multiple times. We had such a powerful conversation after in our community and it was so, so beautiful. One of the things that stood out for most of, of the women was that understanding addiction and our patterns and behaviors would say being addicted to food or anything else really is nothing but a solution to a problem. Okay, it's actually a pattern that we develop to shield us from pain. So there was a trauma that happened to us because we all have trauma, by the way. And whether it's big T or little T, right? There's something that happened to us when we were younger that shifted our way that we felt in our bodies and how we um, saw the world. And what this did was actually cause us pain. So it could have been, you know, neglect from your parents or actual like instances of, of big T trauma that have taken place or just not feeling loved is a trauma, right? Not feeling connected is a trauma. Um, so when we go through those things, it, it hurts. Our, our little child self, you know, we are trying to make sense of the world, trying to stay safe, right? So what we do is, is instead of feeling that pain, we try to get out of that pain, right? And that's exactly one of the root causes of, of sugar that I've noticed in my clients for so many years is that this, this addictive behavior is really just that solution to a problem. And the reason I want to share that is it really takes a lot of the guilt and shame and the pressure off of ourselves. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. This is this is a huge systemic societal problem that we just don't have the tools and resources in place to support all of us in our younger years when we go through these situations. So our body's actually trying to help us, right? It's trying to help us. It's a solution to a problem. The problem being the pain from whatever we went through and the suffering and the internal angst And the addiction being that thing that makes us feel better, right? Which is a very normal reaction. Of course, we want to feel better. So give yourself, you know, let yourself off on the hook a little bit, have a bit more compassion for yourself and understand that really at the root, um, this is, this is very much what's going on. And I think we can understand that maybe it was just misdirected, right? The, the way to deal with our pain, we didn't have any tools, our society 
has never given us tools, never. Most of our families didn't know this either, so they didn't give us tools. So now we can understand it was just a misdirected um, solution to a problem, and now we can choose a new solution, right? Now when I feel pain, what can I do instead of reaching for sugar? And we can start to build those new pathways in the brain. So that's your little tidbit for today, a little reminder and, and mind-blowing moment. Hopefully that really landed for a lot of you. So let's get into today's episode. Um, before we do, I want to introduce Danielle Hamilton. Um, she is a not only a dear friend of mine, we connected um, oh, just over a year ago, being involved, uh, both of us speaking on the same summit. And I knew right away that I needed to be her friend. She needed to be in my life. She has so much knowledge and I'm so grateful um, that she is in my life and we are able to support each other in so many ways, especially around this conversation around sugar. So Danielle Hamilton is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and restorative wellness practitioner who specializes in blood sugar regulation and digestion. She became interested in blood sugar issues when she learned that insulin resistance was at the root of her PCOS. She was unable to reverse her PCOS, cystic acne, PMS, and weight loss resistance by reversing insulin resistance. So she, she healed herself through all of these, these struggles that her body was going through. And her mission is to help others uncover their blood sugar and insulin issues, as well as help them optimize digestion for low-carb diets. Danny promotes a holistic approach to reversing insulin resistance, which goes beyond just changing your macronutrients. Okay, she's the host of the Unlock Your Sugar Shackles podcast and the creator of the Blood Sugar Mastery program. So today's episode is jam-packed. Buckle up, you're in for a ride. And even if you've already heard some of these things before, please, you know, listen close. We, every time we hear something, we get a different message. There's maybe, there is definitely one nugget, at least, if not a hundred nuggets in this interview that is really going to be a powerful either motivator or inspiration for you to start, start or continue making these changes that you're already doing for yourself. So couple highlights of today's episode. We talk about how sugar actually works in the body. Like what happens when you actually eat sugar? How does it actually go into your blood and how does all of that work? And, and where are things going so wrong, right? Why overconsumption of sugar is so dangerous for your health and what it's actually leading to take place on a cellular level. We also talk about how sugar leads to every and any disease out there. Yes, that's a bold statement. You're going to have to tune in to hear more what symptoms may show up for you, right? So a lot of people are wondering, you know, what, how do I know if I have blood sugar issues? So we definitely talk about that. And we talk about what awaits for you on the other side. You know, when you break through your blood sugar dysregulation, when you, when you lower, drastically lower the amount of sugar that you're consuming or get off of it altogether, you know, what is the, the, the pot of gold waiting for you at the other end of this rainbow that you can so start looking forward to and is, is just absolutely life-changing. Both Danny and I share our own personal experiences and what we noticed in our lives and our bodies and uh, so what we've seen with our clients as well. So really, really powerful. And of course, we talk about so much more. So without further ado, let's dive into that interview right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm so excited to have our very first guest with us today. Another, the other Danny, Danielle Hamilton, is here with us today. Thanks for joining us, Danielle. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Danielle. I'm so grateful to be here, and I'm so thankful to be uh, your first guest on this show because I know that I have interviewed you before, you've spoken in my 
coaching classes and the information that you share needs to be on a podcast. And I'm so happy that this is happening for you. So congrats to you for getting this going. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for all your help in getting it going. I mean, this is quite an endeavor starting a podcast. And I feel like I, I kind of feel like I was the last one to the party, <laughs> um, which is cool. I'm cool with that. I like kind of making a grand entrance, you know, after everybody's already there. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate all your support with that and just everything that you bring and everything that you share. Um, you know, if you're not already following um, Danny over on Instagram, Danielle Hamilton, um, health on Instagram and everywhere. I mean, just everything that you're educating people on. And I just knew you know, I was sitting down, it's a funny story. I was just sitting down last week, planning out this episode, being like, okay, we, we want to, I want to talk about why sugar is so bad for you, how it works in the body, you know, really giving all of you listening, you know, for those who don't know, and even for those who've heard this before, a reminder, refresher of like, what's actually going on at a physical level. And right away, I just knew that I should not be talking about this. I need to have you in here talking about this because this is your area of expertise. And that's the whole point. And obviously bringing in experts here in our community and the podcast to talk about um, areas of expertise that I'm definitely not an expert in. So, so grateful that you agreed to jump on and we could make this happen for episode three. And um, let, let's go ahead and dive in. I think people would love to get a little idea of who you are and your story before we actually get going with the nitty gritty of everything that we want to dive into today. So where, where did all this start for you, Danny? Yeah. So thanks for that intro. Um, I, my story started probably like many of yours in childhood. You know, we are all fed really high sugar, high carb foods. I was a child of the 80s and 90s. And so everything was low fat um, and that meant higher carb. And I always had a sweet tooth. I used to say I, have, I don't have one sweet tooth. All my teeth are sweet. Um, now I call it my sugar dragon. And I, you know, I was the kid always eating cereal, always having, you know, processed breakfast foods. If it was a breakfast food, you know, like in, if it was in a waffle form, it had my name on it. And I would love having breakfast for dinner because that meant I could have, you know, more of my breakfast foods all the time. And I mean, I was the kid who at the barbecue, I'd have a bun with ketchup. I mean, now I would only eat the meat, which is kind of funny. And I was, as a kid, I was, I didn't really connect any of this, obviously, to how I was eating. And my mom was always trying to do the best she could with us. It wasn't just like junk food all the time, but it was the standard American diet, which is not designed to be a really nourishing, satiating, blood sugar regulating diet. So anyway, I struggled with my health a little bit as a kid. I was kind of like a sickly kid, seasonal colds and strep throat and ear infections and lots of antibiotics. Uh, from a young age, I had a little bit of eczema. And then when I got a little older, I was having, I had hard if, issues with my periods. I had um, acne as a teen, uh, pretty, pretty bad. And then as I got older, I had to get my tonsils out in high school. In my senior year of high school, it was terrible. The next year, I developed really bad seasonal allergies and asthma. I had chronic sinus infections. And I was like, what the heck is going on? All of a sudden, I'm on three prescription medications, two inhalers, five allergy shots, because I was just so sick and I was struggling with chronic infections and candida and like the sinus infections, like I said, and I was so tired that I would drop something and just start crying because my bucket of stress was just so high. And I was, I was, I, I had my gynecologist on speed dial asking for prescriptions. I mean, it was just, my entire body was just not doing well. 
And here I am, early 20s, I was maybe 22 when this was happening, and I would always ask the doctors, why, you know, why is this happening? What, like, and they're like, oh, genetics, and I was just like, oh, I guess I have bad genetics, you know, I guess my grandma got allergies late in life, I guess I just have bad genes. And we know that that's not true now, right? Our lifestyle turns on and turns off genes in a simplistic way to put it. And I found this diet of real food, it's called paleo. And I basically ditched all the processed foods and I started cooking from home and it was like magic. All of everything that I had just went away. I had no more allergies. I got to stop giving myself the shots. I never took a pump of an inhaler ever again, never had asthma ever again, never got a sinus infection ever again. And I was just over the moon. It was amazing. And I was feeling so good. And I started, I had a really stressful year the following year, still eating the same thing. And all of a sudden I started gaining weight. I started to have a lot of fatigue. I started having, um, I was missing my periods. I started getting acne. I started um, having a lot of adrenal symptoms and just general hormonal symptoms. And I was like, what the heck is happening? I was just so healthy a year ago. And now this same, like, maybe I should do this harder. Maybe I should do what I'm doing and just do it harder, right? <laughs> because it worked before. So maybe it'll work this time. But obviously I didn't change anything. So nothing changed. And so what I realized is that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is also known as PCOS. And this imbalance of my hormones was manifesting in all these ways of the missing periods and the acne and things like that. Um, really bad PMS, PMDD, a lot of um, that time of the month was not a fun time for me. And so I was trying really hard to figure out what the heck was wrong with me. And fast forward a few years of trying all different things, of wasting my money on so many different supplements. I heard a podcast that said PCOS is the diabetes of the ovaries. And I nearly drove my car off the road. I was like, what do you mean diabetes? I'm like, doesn't that have to do with blood sugar? I'm like, wait, what is blood sugar? What does that even mean? I'm like, okay, what do I know about diabetes? Uh, something about amputations, like something about blood sugar. I had no idea. I worked as a speech pathologist at the time in a skilled nursing facility. So I would see a lot of my diabetic patients had some amputations. That's all I knew about it. I knew that people were on lots of medications, but that's all I knew. So I dove into this world of blood sugar and all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, oh my goodness, I had all these other symptoms that I never connected. I just thought that was how I was. I thought I was a person who just needed to eat when I woke up because I needed to eat because I was hungry. No, it was my blood sugar was crashing. I thought I was a person who just hated being hungry. I just hated the feeling of being hungry. No, again, my blood sugar was crashing. I thought I was a person who just, I didn't know why, but I always needed to eat before I went out to eat. I always had to have a granola bar with me in, in my purse. But then after I started eating, you know, a paleo diet, I, it was a Lara bar. So it was like a dried fruit and nuts. And I was like, okay, so if my blood sugar is such a problem and um, insulin resistance is really at the cause of, P at the root of PCOS, why didn't I notice this before? And it was because I would intuitively just kind of graze and snack all day to kind of keep my blood sugar at bay. But I started to look at my diet and I was like, well, I always knew that I was into sweets and sugar. And I'm like, but what about now on paleo? Well, 
I was eating fruit almost every meal, sweet potatoes, honey in my coffee, coconut sugar, maple syrup, plantain chips, store-bought kombucha. I'm like, oh my goodness, my sweet tooth just disguised itself as, and it, it was hiding under the guise of, oh, well, this is healthy sugar. And it's not healthy sugar in the quantity that I was eating for my body at that time, right? So this is not this is not a show about like, hey, never have another carbohydrate again in your life. That's not the point of the show at all or what I'm gonna talk about, so don't worry. But the quantities that I was having was way too much for my body, so I really started learning more about blood sugar and insulin and I was able to change some things in my diet, work on some lifestyle things and I, don't have any of those issues anymore. I don't have PCOS, I don't have insulin resistance, my blood sugar doesn't crash. If I have to go run errands after I do a workout, I can go run errands, I come home and not be like, you know, I'm gonna eat the table <laughs> because I'm so hungry, I feel fine, I feel great. And that is really freedom. And I did also, this is something I forgot to mention, I did also struggle with some binge eating issues and I, as soon as my blood sugar stabilized, I never had that issue again. And I was able to like take a bite of something and leave it and I never thought that would be possible. But it was the stable blood sugar that really unlocked all of this for me. So really huge changes. <laughs> wow, Danny, wow. I love hearing your story. I've heard it, uh, you know, a few times now and in it just every time I pick up something new from there and, and hopefully everybody's really like, you know, resonating with this. And I think something so powerful that, that you went through that I think so many people forget is that, you know, we, we're, we don't figure it out the first time, you know, like we can make these changes and think we're like, oh, okay, our body's balancing and this works. And then something new happens. Like we get older, our hormones change or life changes, or we yeah. like have new symptoms that, Hey, are alerting us. That there's something that's still not working. So kudos to you for like being willing to, willing to experiment and obviously listening to your body signals, like something's not right. I need to change something. Let me explore and experiment. So huge kudos to you on that. Um, you know, I think Thank that's, you. that's really inspiring inspiring. And hopefully a lot of you, you know, out there who are struggling with that are, are getting that message. I have to share this too, because this is really funny. Every time you share your story, I remember the first time I heard you speak and that just blew my mind. And I was like, I need to be friends with this girl. Like we need to be friends. Um, about, um, eating just ketchup and buns at barbecues. And I was like, that's me. I remember being like, that was me too. Just like, that's all. No way. <laughs> yes. Just loaded that with ketchup, so right? And the bun. So I loved ketchup. Anyone else, else out there who grew up just eating white buns and ketchup, come join the club. We're going to start our own little, little group, support group for ketchup bun eaters. <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> I cannot believe another person did that yeah. because that I pulled that out of the archives of my memory. Like I dusted that memory off in the basement. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I used to do that. <laughs> yeah, and I think when you mentioned it first, that's what sparked it for me. I was like, oh yeah, I used to do that too. So thanks for pulling that <laughs> so one out for me. Funny. Now I just like, I sure, actually get super funny. sick thinking about it. Like, could you imagine doing that I now? I know, my <laughs> mouth is kind of watering, but not in a good yeah, way. Yeah, like, uh, uh, like, <laughs> like I'm like... torn, but my body wants it, but I yeah. don't want it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 
That's so funny. Uh, so let, let's dive in here because I think a really great place to start would be, you know, a basic understanding for all of us. And again, anyone who's like maybe heard this before or you're not new to the conversation around sugar, please still listen to this because I find, I don't know about you, but uh, Danny, I find every time I hear, you know, this, this description of sort of how sugar works in the body, I always get something new out of it. I always get something like, or, or just a reminder. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like, that's why I'm doing inspired this. too. Re-inspired for sure. So how does mm. sugar work in the body? You know, when you eat that, you know, that, that honey or that candy bar or whatever example you want to, that bun with ketchup, you know, what's going yeah. on um, in your body that, that we need to know about in terms of, of blood sugar? Yeah. So, okay. We'll go back to the, just the basics. So we have three macronutrients, that's carbs, fats, and proteins. So anytime we eat something with carbohydrates, so that could be um, something like rice or oatmeal or a bun or um, anything with sugar. So that is also a carbohydrate. It increases, once it digests in our stomach, it goes into our bloodstream. The sugar goes into the bloodstream. So Keep that in mind, even things that have no sugar, like if you look at a rice cake, no sugar in there, but it's all carbohydrates. So it, on a molecular level, it's just long strings of sugar. So it goes in the body, breaks down into sugar, and now the amount of sugar in our blood goes up. So we say, oh, my blood sugar is rising, right? And our blood sugar, think about it like that Goldilocks zone, it likes to have this happy medium spot. It can go up and down in this green happy zone but going too high is really stressful for the body and going too low is also extremely stressful for the body so that's why it's important to keep it in this happy range so when the body senses that oh there's more sugar in the blood because we just ate some sugar that if you don't have type 1 diabetes your pancreas will be like there's some sugar around so we need to get that sugar where it needs to go because in the blood it can't really do anything for us um, it likes to have a happy amount in there all the time, but not too much, not too little, but it can't do anything there. It's just there kind of sitting as fuel ready to be used. So the insulin gets released from the pancreas. Insulin is a hormone and that hormone is going to shuttle the sugar, also known as glucose, into the cells of the body. So it can be used as fuel. So it will bring some to our brain, to our heart, to our liver, to our muscles. And anything that's left over that is not used for fuel is going to be stored as body fat. And body fat is literally just stored energy. It's energy that we can use for later if, you know, we're hunting a buffalo and the buffalo gets away and it's like, oh, we're, you know, out of luck here. So what the body can do is like, don't worry, I stored some energy from when you got that, you know, buffalo the other day <laughs> and so it stores it <laughs> and then we can just use that energy as fuel right so we can our body can use both fats and sugar for fuel so the blood sugar goes up the insulin gets released and now the blood sugar is going down because the amount in the blood is decreasing because now it's in the body right so it's in our muscles it's in our heart it's in our brain etc so insulin we know is this hormone that is telling the body to store things. So it's a storage hormone, it's a fat storage hormone. So what insulin does is it has a very strong message um, and it also, it blocks the body from burning fat. So when insulin is high, we are not burning fat because you can't be in a fat storage mode and a fat burning mode at the same time. So 
as we eat carbohydrates on a very consistent basis, if we have them once in a while maybe, we might be great. But our society, the standard American diet that we've all probably grown up on, um, it's very high in carbohydrates. And then we also got the message from the snack companies that we need to be eating five to six times a day. So now we're constantly raising the blood sugar, raising the blood sugar, raising the blood sugar, and the blood sugar comes down rather quickly, but the insulin stays up. So it takes a little bit longer to come down. So the insulin, the blood sugar is going like this, up and down and up and down and up and down. And if it goes up too high, that's that can start to, we can start to have symptoms, right? So we might start to get, um, if it goes up too high or if it's going down, we can get these symptoms. So if it's high or low, not in a happy place or on its way down, we can always get symptoms of blood sugar issues. So these might be the earliest signs might be shakiness, dizziness, lightheaded, weak, uh, feeling fatigue, feeling anxiety, a lot of mood and brain symptoms, brain fog, difficulty concentrating, irritability, depression, hangriness, intense, urgent hunger, cravings. All of these things are telling your body, hey, we're running out of fuel. Why don't you go get some more? So we don't like those big spikes in blood sugar because that is sort of what they, it's also inflammatory for the body. And so this can bring this whole cascade of things that are going wrong and we can feel that right away. Um, the other thing is that besides these spikes, which will, you know, if the blood sugar is going down and we are running out of energy and we go, our body's driving us to go get more carbohydrates. It's not saying like, hey, go grill up a steak. It's saying, get me, get a Red Bull, you know, go grab a granola bar, grab something, like grab a cookie from the cabinet. That's like the type of food that you're going to be drawn towards, especially if it's really in this sort of crisis mode. Um, so then our blood sugar goes up again, right? So we're kind of tending towards carbs. We don't we want to do it again, and then the blood sugar goes down again because the insulin, then we want to eat again, so it goes up and down. So all day we have this up and down and up and down and up and down, and your energy and your moods and, and your, your concentration levels are really riding on this blood sugar roller coaster, we call it. And not only that, but we also have insulin in the background, which we can't really measure as well as we can measure blood sugar. So we can measure the blood sugar on continuous glucose monitors, on finger prick monitors, but we don't have this access for insulin. So it's also this major player that's kind of like this invisible force in the background also causing a lot of damage if it's not working for us. So the insulin takes a while to come down. So if, we're, if we spike our insulin at breakfast, and then it's just starting to come down and we eat a snack and it goes up and it's just starting to come down and we eat lunch and it goes up. So this is going up and up and up. And this is happening over years. So now we need more insulin to do the job to get that blood sugar in the happy range. So this is what we call insulin resistance because there's so much insulin in the system that the body starts to resist its message. It's kind of like if, if someone comes to your door every day at 12 o'clock and just knocks on the door, the first few days you're going to be like, what? What do you want? You know, but soon enough, the person's going to be knocking on the door. You have guests over. They're like, oh, someone's knocking. It's like, oh, is there? Like, I don't, we don't even pay attention to it anymore, right? So, I mean, but in, in our body, we can explain resistance in another way. So if I'm listening to music on my headphones and it's like super noisy outside, I turn up my headphones, oh, a truck is going by, it's noisy, turn up my headphones, 
I pause my music for something and then I press play again, it's gonna be, oh, it was too loud, right? So what had happened? My ears had developed resistance to that signal. And you see how, ha how quickly it happens. A tag on the shirt that's really itchy. Again, like we can kind of, like in a few minutes, we're not feeling that itchy tag anymore. We've gotten the resistance to it. So the insulin stops being as effective and we need more and more and more of this insulin to do its job of pushing the blood sugar into the happy range, right? That's insulin's job. We want it to be getting the, the sugar into the cells so we can use it for fuel because then if we have this resistance to insulin and our body is not getting the sugar where it needs to go. Now it can't get into the cells. So the insulin, which helps escort the sugar into the fuel, into the cells to make energy, is now like knocking on the door. It's like, hey, I got some sugar. And it's like, dude, you're like, we're filled up, you know, like no occupancy. So sometimes there's no space in the cells for any more sugar. And then sometimes it's the fact that the in, there's just such insulin resistance that no one's home, no one's hearing the signal. And so now you have these high blood sugar levels and the insulin's not getting the sugar into the cell, so the cells are actually starving. So you feel super hungry and you have all these cravings and you have fuel all over. You just don't have access to it. So you have the sugar in the blood, you have the body fat, because at this point, we're getting a lot of stored body fat, which is stored energy. But you have those high insulin levels, which completely blocks you from accessing your body fat. So then how do you feel? Tired and hungry. And you want to eat. And so you get the spike again. And guess what? The whole sort of system, the whole cycle starts all over again. So this blood sugar roller coaster is keeping us tired, it's making us hungry, it's giving us cravings. So we have all those intense symptoms and that's really how it works. Wow. Pretty... Wow. Wow. <laughs> My mind is blown every time I just I hear that um, re-explain. Thank you so much, Danny. I love all of the, the sure. analogies you used as well. I always think of like insulin as being like the taxi driver that's like bringing you to your hotel and like letting you inside yeah. or whatever. And then if the doorman, so like the doorman's all of a sudden on strike and he's not letting you in the hotel anymore, right? He's like the door's shut. Yeah. You can't get in. You're like, oh, he's the resistance. All my stuff yeah. is right? I need to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you, you explain that so, so well. Hopefully that's, that's really, I mean, and anyone who needs to like pause this, let this sink in, right? I know Danny shared a lot there and go back and listen to this episode again. Cause I think understanding what's going on on the inside is just so, so helpful. And I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, tracking your blood sugars. Cause, um, as you know, Danny, like this is something that I'm just doing actually last week, I started using a CGM it's hidden here. You can't see it for those of you watching on YouTube. It's here. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it's been so <laughs> eye opening to track and also really eye-opening to notice. And I know enough about how our, our food and, you know, um, medical <laughs> system works. You know, as soon as I downloaded the app for it, it gave me this green range that was quite high, right? And as soon as you saw it, Danny, you're like, whoa, 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 that is like, that's not the like healthy range. And I was like, I had a feeling yeah. I needed to change that range, right? <laughs> they give you this huge range that is like for, you're not going to die range, but it's not that you're healthy range, right? Like, and that's, that's what like, yeah. everything in our medical system, right? When you get tested for anything, it's like, 
they test for this they're range of, for disease. Yeah. They're looking for like, oh, okay, yeah. you're not diseased, but that's not the same as being healthy. So um, thank you for, yeah. for readjusting. I wonder if for anybody here who either has a continuous glucose monitor or is playing around, obviously we're going to have to do another episode on this because I really want to learn more sure. myself and, and pick your brain on it. Yeah. Um, Cause I know there's the finger prick, which we're used to seeing people with diabetes or, you know, pricking their finger. Right. I remember that growing up, there was a kid in my class in elementary school that had diabetes and he would always be pricking. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so weird. What's he doing? That looks painful. Um, so like, uh, what, what is that healthy range? Like, what should that green area be both for those of us in Canada and those of us in the United yeah, States? Yeah. Yeah. I have my calculator out cause I had a feeling you'd ask. So I, I'll get you on with the millimoles. So there, the fasting range that's I use with my clients that I would consider ideal is very different from what mainstream medicine uses. They say you're under 100, which is um, 5.5. You're under 5.5. You're under 100. You're good. I beg to differ. <laughs> like I walked in and my blood sugar was 60, which is 3.3 millimoles. And I was shaky. I was like about to pass out. And no one said anything to me. I mean, I didn't tell them I felt like that, but my blood sugar came out that low. And I think that they were like, hey, that's great. It's under 100. So you're perfect. But it's not perfect because that was too low for me at that time. So ideally, this green range that I use with my clients is 70 to 110 or 120. So um, that's 3.8 to 6.7. So 3.8 to 6.7 or 70 to like 120. And that's the fasting range as well. Um, sorry, that's the green range. So that's where you want to be throughout the day. Um, actually, I should pull up this Instagram post that has everything on there with all the, <laughs> with all the um, numbers. But the fasting when you wake up, you really want it to be lower. So between 70 and 85. So again, give me a second with the, with the math over here. Um, 3.8 to 4.7. So when you wake up, those are the numbers that you're looking for. And that's where, you know, mainstream medicine is like, oh, if you're under 100 or 5.5, you're fine. But then that's the fasting range. So after a night's sleep, you want to wake up and have your blood sugar there. But then during the day, like I said, you really don't want it to go over that high number of being the 120. Yeah. Um, and then over 140 is stressful for the body, and that's where it becomes really inflammatory. So we definitely don't want to go that high, which is 7.8. So that is another number that we want to avoid. Um, we don't want our blood sugar to get that high at all. So um, keeping it more tightly controlled. So if my blood sugar was going up to that 7.8 or 140 range on the regular, I would not feel as optimal. So a lot of times it's not about, um, you know, what's going to cause the worst problem. You'll notice, oh, I feel much better when my blood sugar is staying in this range. So there's differences sometimes, but that's, that's usually it. And it's the same for men and women um, or any human. Um, so yeah, always the same amount of blood sugar. So that's that all. I just want to add that. That's all. Yeah. Thank you. I know. Cause that was a question I had for you with, with uh, my husband. I was like, his is higher. Should it be higher? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> you're like, Oh, I think his should be higher because he's a guy. And I was like, well, I know there's hormones are always playing, <laughs> playing a role, right? All of our, you know, differences in our bodies, yeah. but that's really, really good to know. And we'll definitely have an episode where we have you back talking more specifically about monitoring. I think it's something yeah. everybody should do. It's been really fascinating. I've purposely 
even experimenting with some things that I know will spike my blood sugar just to see like how my body reacts and how bad is it. And, um, you know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. so, so important to see those numbers for those of you who are like, nah, I'm fine. Right. Like I don't eat a lot of sugar. Um, yeah, we'll see about yeah. that when you start tracking it. Right. Um, so it's really, uh, it's really helpful and it, it gives you good accountability. It's like this really good feedback right there. So you think you can get away with it or it helps you just really connect the dots with how you're feeling. It's like, wow, I really feel like I slept last night, but I woke up feeling so tired and maybe you had a big crash in the middle of the night. Maybe your blood sugar stayed high from your dinner because we do have less insulin sensitivity at night. I noticed that my blood sugar tends to be much higher at night than in the morning. So I know that my blood sugar, my if I'm going to eat more carbohydrates, I like to do it earlier in the day sometimes because that's when I have the best insulin sensitivity. So it gives you, it really helps you to connect how you're feeling with what your blood sugar is doing and then things start to make sense. People are like, oh my goodness, I always thought I had this anxiety issue and what I've been noticing is that every single time I'm anxious, my blood sugar is low. It's huge. I mean, how liberating is that? Because if you're working on this anxiety, you, you could do all the therapy and all the modalities, all the meditation in the world. But if your blood sugar is crashing, you will feel physiological anxiety and not be able to do anything about it. And so many people have that same experience with um, with binge eating too. So it, it can drive you to binge eat when you're, you're at this low um, low number because your body is physically starving. So if you take that physical part away, a lot of times that mental, emotional, spiritual mindset work that you do with your clients gets so much easier. So that's why I always feel like having the mix of both is so good. So if we're optimizing our blood sugar at the same time, we're doing all the work that you're helping people with, which is why I bring you into my programs because they're both so important. It's it's such a beautiful blend because this whole process takes so much awareness and but getting the physical stuff down makes you not have to swim upstream. Yeah, you know? yeah, allows you to flow a little bit better for sure with it. And um, yeah. I, I don't think anybody can succeed with just one or the other. Like I think, and I think that's why we complement each other so well. Like really looking at the actual what you're eating is super important yeah. and how your blood sugar, like the physical aspect of sugar addiction, obviously, right? But then combining mm-hmm. that with the mental, emotional, psychological stuff, which we're going to be diving into a lot in this podcast. Um, they have to go hand in hand. You can't just do one or the other. I mean, you can, but you're not going to sustain it and you're not going to really break through and, and find the sense of freedom that we're talking about here. So um, I love how you also mentioned, I just want to pull this out because this is something I always um, share back when I used to talk about this topic by myself, right? And this, this um, concept of overdosing, like this is what I want to mention, right? Like it's not like having a little bit of sugar here and there is not going to kill you, right? And well, maybe, I mean, depending how sick you are, right? And and maybe for some of you that might be, but for most of us, like it's not going to totally derail you and kill you. It's the overdosing that we're doing on a daily basis. Like our body is like, mm-hmm. I cannot keep up. We have literally been overdosing on sugar ever since we've been children, right? Now, Danny and I just yeah. throwing back, you know, ketchup buns, <laughs> like ever since we were children. And, you know, it's this daily, daily, yearly, constant, like overdose of something that now 
is catching up. And I'm so grateful, like, you know, I know you're familiar with as well, a lot of the research and studies now really proving that like metabolic disorders and sugar dysregulation is at the root of every single chronic disease. And, you know, I say that boldly (laughs) and truthfully, do your research people, like it's out there now where we're really proving that everything is stemming from um, these, these blood sugar and insulin problems that are creating a ripple effect in our whole body and leading to cancer and Alzheimer's and, you know, uh, heart attack. Hormone issues. Yeah. yeah, Hormone issues. Well, we can talk about, yeah, how the, how the sugar, like you said, it affects every aspect of your body and physiology. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like I always, uh, love to hear this. And I know you mentioned a couple of these things already, but just for everybody listening, like what are the actual physical things that this overdosing of sugar is doing to your body other than like, you know, leading to to chronic diseases and and disease development? What's, what's the list? Yeah. So blood sugar has this funny way of affecting us in the short term, but also has these huge impacts on our long-term health. Because if you just had one ice cream cone, you know, and that was it, you're not going to have any real symptoms from it, right? So it's it's this chronic overuse of an eating an amount of carbohydrates and glucose and sugar that is inappropriate for our human biology. And so we can have what we tend to see happen is that we'll have these longer term or sort of downstream effects. And remember blood sugar, there's receptors for insulin and blood sugar on every single cell of our body because it's the fuel that we use to power our body. Not the only one, but it is one of the main one, right? And um, so sugar affects every single cell, organ, and physiological process in our body. So we already talked about a lot of those early symptoms, but in order to kind of get more of a glimpse of why why don't we know about blood sugar? Why is this so broad? Why does everyone have such different manifestations of it too? Because my blood sugar issues don't look anything like your blood sugar issues, right? right? So one way to do this, I like to kind of organize things like head to toe. So blood sugar can affect every organ, like I said, in the body. So if we start with the brain, we already talked about those early signs of the irritability, the depression, the mood issues, the the lack of concentration, and as things get worse, we're gonna start to see memory loss, we're gonna see anxiety and depression disorders where you know now it's diagnosed, now it's more chronic. Um, Alzheimer's is being called type three diabetes, so we have a lot of brain issues. We know that you know a ketogenic diet is really helpful for children with schizophrenia, with, um, with uh, epilepsy, and it's helpful for schizophrenia. So we know that the brain is very heavily affected, especially by this insulin resistance and, and issues with glucose. If the, if the um, sugar, the fuel, can't get into the brain, right. that's you know where a lot of these things are happening. So then we have the eyes. Diabetes is the top cause of macular degeneration. The mouth, we know that sugar causes cavities. We know that it causes inflammation of the gums and it leads to sorts of oral issues. And then we swallow that bacteria and it affects our whole body, our skin. One of the things that cleared up was my acne from taking out sugar. I mean, I tried to get rid of my acne for years. It was getting worse and worse. I'm like, I thought this was supposed to get better as I got older and it was getting worse. I was like, this feels so unfair. And I know that if I have sugar, I'll probably wake up with a pimple. And so it's just, and then there's a lot of skin issues. So this, 
also goes hand in hand. When we talk about blood sugar, we also have to be thinking about the 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 insulin that comes with it. So high insulin, high blood sugar levels, or these fluctuating levels are going to impact everything. So then um, with with the skin, we also see darkening of skin folds, anthocosis nigricans, which is common in insulin resistance. There's um, worsening of all sorts of skin issues like psoriasis. There's certain skin issues that only diabetics get. So it's these high levels in of sugar in the blood over time. It kind of solidifies some of these vessels in our body. So we know that a high blood sugar level is going to impact every single blood vessel in the body and the organs that contain the tiny blood vessels like the eyes and the kidneys are the most susceptible earliest. So we'll see issues there. Um, then we have the heart. We know that sugar depletes magnesium. Magnesium is just one of the many things that depletes, but it's um, a mineral that helps to relax our muscles. So a lot of times people have AFib or atrial fib fibrillation. They have issues with the contract contracting of the heart and relaxing. So they have these beats that are off. So we know that insulin resistance is directly causes high blood pressure. We know that diabetes is the leading cause of heart disease. So anytime we're thinking about blood sugar, we need to be thinking about the heart, which is so opposite of what we've been taught. We've been taught like saturated fat and cholesterol. Yeah. It's no, it's the processed sugar and carbohydrates and constant snacking that's really, really bad on our heart. So a box of Cheerios saying heart healthy, that is absolutely incorrect. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so continuing down, we know it can affect our stomach. It can cause pathogenic bacteria to grow. We know that it can affect our gut because, again, the same thing. We can have these imbalances of bad bacteria. It could be feeding candida, which is a type of yeast. We know that it causes fat to build up in the liver. It's a really common cause of fatty liver issues, high fructose. And then our liver is what controls our blood sugar a lot so we have issues there and it just kind of keeps spiraling and getting worse we know that it affects our adrenal glands in a really big way and the adrenal glands produce our stress hormones so highs and lows in blood sugar are really stressful for the body that means the adrenal glands are working overtime and then they're kind of out of fuel out of out of steam and they can't do as much as they can so you'll tend to see someone sort of burning the candle at both ends, they're having these highs and lows, they're reaching for caffeine, right. that's further draining the adrenals, they're reaching for the sugar, it's further draining, and then they go from this like burnout phase, I mean like running, 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 going, 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 and then they burn out, and so they have low energy, and then sometimes we see the blood sugar, not that it's too high that it's the problem, we start to see the opposite, where the blood sugar keeps crashing over and over again, and that's very much related to the adrenal glands because they do a certain job of trying to keep that blood sugar in the happy range. So if your adrenals are super fatigued, it can't do that job. So then the blood sugar keeps going low and that's also more stressful for the adrenals. We talked about the kidneys, how um, it's gonna affect the capillaries there and the blood vessels. Diabetes is the leading cause of kidney disease. It affects our reproductive organs because it affects hormones. So blood sugar isn't a hormone, but insulin is. And all hormones affect other hormones. So insulin, high insulin levels in women lead to high testosterone levels, which is why I had PCOS. So that's too much testosterone in a woman. That's some one of the ways it manifests. 
And in men, it can increase estrogen. So you can start to see that fertility issues are a huge result of having blood sugar issues for both sexes. Um, and then we also, you know, if we want to go down to our feet, that's where a lot of times the amputations will happen. So, I mean, literally head to toe in terms of our organs, but then also we talked about energy levels. We talked about mood issues. It affects our sleep. It affects motivation. You don't have any energy. What are you going to do? You know, like, so these are, it, it affects every single process in our body. And so as you can see, we all have this, like, I was going to call it a candy bag, but that's a really bad, bad example. <laughs> we have this like candy bag of symptoms of blood sugar. It's, and I have a post about this on Instagram. It said, um, flavors of insulin resistance. And so it might look like PCOS and really bad periods, or it might look like overweight and autoimmunity or something. So it's all these, it, it's just at the root of all these different issues. And then that's where we kind of tend to have these little differences. It's maybe where we're more genetically predisposed to have a weakness. So my issues with, you know, blood sugar and insulin lead me to have PCOS. Maybe other families, they don't, but I know several of my cousins have it. So I know that, you know, it's, there's eating patterns that are in families. So sometimes it's because we're all eating the same things, but sometimes it's that little genetic flavor that we give to these chronic diseases where they show up differently, but the root cause is all the same. And that's the good part because we know what to treat instead of being like, oh, I need to take this pill for my testosterone and this one to raise my progesterone and this cream for my acne. No, just stop eating so many carbs and sugar. Boom. It all goes away. So this is so it's such profound information because it's at the root of so many things. I improved my blood sugar and I improved. I healed my gut and the tendonitis in my ankle that was chronic went away. I mean, wow. like weird stuff starts happening, good stuff, right? So we can have a lot of weird manifestations and you think it's not connected. You know, my uncle, um, I just started working with him and he's like, if you see me, I am in pain. I am always in pain. And so I put him on like a ketogenic, high animal uh, based diet with under a week. He said, no more pain. Wow. I mean, it's incredible when you get at that root when you're getting rid of that inflammatory sugar and letting the insulin levels come down magical things can happen wow <laughs> wow wow yeah. oh, that that's so incredible too i love how you hit home right for for everyone listening that it does manifest differently for everyone like the list of how it manifests, it, you know, is huge. Like it's everything could be linked back to this, right? So whatever you're struggling with, it might be different than even your mom, right? Like it might be different than the people in your family. And it's, it's, it's still so worth looking into like first, that should be the first place to look, right? Let's look here first, yes. not at all these other tests. And actually, if that's good, then we can start investigating what else might be going on, right? Because um, there's obviously other, other places that some of these ailments can show up. But yeah, I know for me, 
you know, I was reflecting before this episode, like, you know, how did that really manifest for me? And um, for me, it wasn't as like a detrimental or as like in your face as what you went through. But I, I remember like the brain fog, the anxiety, like I've always, I've always just been someone who really struggled with anxiety. Like I had separation anxiety as a child. And like, ever since I was like three years old, my mom told me I struggled with anxiety. And I'm like, I know there was a lot of spiritual energetic pieces to that, that I'm actually working on unraveling right now with my therapist. But there was a lot of yeah. very physical reasons as well. Like I was hopped up on sugar my whole life. Right. So of course that's totally. not going to help. Um, the afternoon energy crashes. I just remember working at my old desk job and just like every day at like two o'clock needing quote unquote, needing a coffee and a muffin, like from the corner, the, the cafe across the corner. Right. Like I couldn't, and then I would get home at five and crash again. Right. Like it was just like I'm yeah. tired all the time and I was depressed and, and irritable. Right. And like really bad PMS and one thing that you didn't mention that I love to mention too for people is like the taste bud thing. I remember like sugar completely hijacks your your whole mouth, right? Your taste buds, your ability yes. to actually taste the flavor of real food. It sounds so weird because you're like, what? You know, have you ever had like a healthy meal and, and it looks good and it's all fancy and, and you're like, this doesn't taste good. And that's probably because you're you're either whoever cooked it for you didn't use good ingredients, but if they did or enough salt or, or enough salt, right. But if they did, you know, it's, it's because your palate has been hijacked by the food industry. Right. And from, from eating yeah. so much sugar, I remember when I got off sugar, I mean, my like accidental detox was, I think only about seven days, seven to 10 days or something like that. And I remember having my first sugar after that. And that had been enough time for my taste buds to grow back. And I remember just like spitting it out going, what, what is this? This doesn't taste good anymore. What, what's happened to my mouth? Like something's happened. Um, and then it was yeah. like, I had a sweet. similar, Oh, I'm sorry. I had a similar experience where I did a sugar detox because I was always trying to get off sugar. Um, I did a sugar detox and I was eating Brussels sprouts. I was like, are these did someone put sweetener in here? Like, are yeah. these sweet? Yeah. But you actually taste the natural sweetness in food, and it tastes so much better. Your palate does change. And like you said, it it really does. Sugar and the way it's made in all its forms in these ultra-processed yeah. foods, they do really hijack our taste buds and even just really affect that reward center in the brain as well. So yeah. we need higher and higher doses of it. But when you get off of it, you try all different things and you're like, oh my goodness, everything I try is way too sweet. That's like commercial because the general public has a palate that is so needing such sweetness yeah. that they can't tolerate something. So I noticed that even in kombucha, which is something I used to buy right. in the stores, and it would have two grams of sugar or four grams per bottle. And now I can't find one with under eight grams yeah. or 10 grams per bottle because people need more sweetness. I was like, oh, it was so good before. And now it tastes so much sweeter. I just don't want it. I wanted something not so sweet. And because I don't want, as soon as I get that sweet taste, it triggers a craving for me. Even if I do artificial or not artificial sweeteners, but the non-nutritive sweeteners. So stevia, monk fruit, I can't go near those things because they tell my brain, yeah, Sugar's coming. The sugar doesn't come. The sugar dragon wakes up and he's like, hey, thought you were going to get some sugar. Why don't we get some? Let's, get Let's some start thinking about here. sugar. Let's go start planning how we can get it. And then the sugar dragon's alive and dictating my every thought. So yeah. <laughs> that's really important. Oh my to, goodness. To yeah, too. I know that's a whole can of worms. We're going to have to have another episode on like the alternative artificial sweeteners because that's such yeah. a misconception. A lot of people think this is the solution and it's definitely not yeah. the solution. So we'll, we'll definitely get it could back. be. It could be. Yeah, it could definitely be 
be a good tool, uh, you know, tool. Yeah. yeah. Like a bridge, a stepping bridge. stone for sure. For so many people, yeah. but you can get stuck there. So just be mindful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so as we wrap things up, I think we do need to touch on, you know, what people can look forward to on the other side, obviously, um, uh, when we do get regulated, yeah. right. And go off sugar or really minimize our sugar again we're not preaching that you have to give up all sugar here don't worry everybody right but like go on this journey and minimize your sugar you know what are some of the 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 things obviously everything you mentioned would shift i mean we did the whole head to toe thing thank you for explaining that yeah um sure. you know what are what are some of the biggest shifts that you've seen in your body and with your clients that people can you know i want to end this episode on a high you know things for all of you to look oh, yeah. forward to right <laughs> things that you could be excited about <laughs> Yes. So I reversed my PCOS, so I don't have any symptoms of that, which means I get a regular menstrual cycle uh, now, and I don't have PMS anymore. And I, ladies, if you are out there and you thought that PMS symptoms just because you have ovaries and you, you just automatically get cramps and mood issues and whatever, that is not true. I didn't know that you could have a symptomless period. But it's possible. So I tell you that the only reason I know my period's coming is because an app on my phone <laughs> me tells too. me. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Yes. So um, yeah, less breast tenderness, less mood issues, reduced anxiety and issues like that before my cycle, no more pain. I feel more energy during the day. My energy levels are stable. I'm not constantly thinking about food. I'm not planning about food. I can go out and be more relaxed about it because like I said at the beginning, I have that freedom to, oh, if I have to run an errand, yeah, oh, I'll just eat lunch after I get home. It's no big deal, which for me was a huge thing. I sleep better. I have better, more stable moods, and I really have fewer cravings, which is huge. And so those are some of the mental benefits and the brain fog too. Um, so sometimes difficulty concentrating. I remember sometimes eating something and, and I was going to write a report at my old job. I was like, great, can't write this right now because I couldn't think. I felt like I didn't have access to my brain. It was so scary. And so, so many things can get better. I see so many of my clients feeling so much more energized and so much less anxiety. And they say that they're, they feel like better partners, uh, they're better parents because their moods are so much more stable. They can tolerate so much more where something used to set them off. And now they have so much better improvement in their stability of their emotional regulation. Um, things like cholesterol levels are really affected by blood sugar. So cholesterol starts improving, um, different blood pressure medications. It's very common that people improve uh, blood pressure issues. And the number one prescription my clients get to come off of or reduce when they work with me, thyroid medication. Wow. It's unbelievable. So remember, hormones, blood sugar um, is at the root of all sorts of hormone issues. So it, it will affect the adrenals and then, then it will affect the thyroid and it will affect the sex hormones. So you get all these downstream hormonal effects. So when that all balances, it's just incredible. Wow. So yeah, so many potential benefits Life of better blood sugar. Life changing, right? Like yeah. even just getting your energy back like that. I'm just oh, changed that's my, my life. number one changed my life. Yeah. Like I didn't have to plan my day. Mm -hmm. Well, I can only hang out until two because then I'm going to be exhausted for the rest of the day. Like I can go out and do or I need day. to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like five, you know, pots of coffee. Right. 
right right and know, then have just... diarrhea and constipation because i drank all that coffee and now like i'm, I'm all jittery and <laughs> yes. anxious because like yeah. that doesn't help with anxiety either like you know it's just it's so totally. life-changing when you can and i love how you mentioned that i noticed the same thing with my clients like being better wives, you know, being better friends, being better, more patience, right. Being more present in life. Like these just, just when your brain chemicals are working, like it is, it, it changes everything, right. You can actually see the beauty in the day instead of getting sucked into the, into the, like down in the dumps. Right. And it's, it's just, it's life-changing everyone. You have so much to look forward to. It's so worth it going through, you know, maybe the difficult pieces and, and a reminder for anyone who's still believing that, you know, healthy food or sugar-free food tastes disgusting. Number one, you're probably not doing it right. And number two, it's just because your mouth is hijacked. So be patient. Like give yourself some time, a couple weeks to like get through that period and just know that, yeah, things might taste a little bland for a couple weeks. But then after that, you're going to just like be in love with food again. Good food, whole food. And um, yeah. that's hopefully the goal, right? Love cooking, love just like nourishing yourself in a, in a good way and um, and going from there. So. Thank you so much for being here, Danny. This is amazing. I cannot wait to have you back. Obviously, we could keep chatting forever. There's so many other topics that I want to dive into with you. So uh, we'll definitely have you back. For all of our listeners, uh, where can they come and find out more about you online? I know that you're very active on Instagram. Amazing, amazing things there. But uh, why don't you let everyone know where to find you? Yeah, uh, I'm, I hang out over on Instagram, Danielle Hamilton Health. And my podcast is Unlock the Sugar Shackles. And as you can see, I like to monologue. I just <laughs> can talk for hours. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to pause to let you ask me a question. And um, I, yeah, I'm also on Facebook, Danielle Hamilton Health. That's my website as well. And my signature group coaching course is Blood Sugar Mastery. And that's if you're really wanting to dive into these, the nitty gritty of the blood sugar stuff and need sort of a blueprint for that, um, that's my my signature program, which has helped so many people. Yeah, amazing. I know you're helping so many, so many people really get, get back in the driver's seat with their blood sugar. So thank you, Danny, for doing that and for sharing your wisdom with us today. I so appreciate it. I love it. I'm selfish. I get to learn something new every time and I'm so excited for all the interviews that I'm going to be doing here on the podcast coming up and obviously to have you yes. back. So thank you again. And thank you everyone for Thanks tuning in to another episode. This was so much fun and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please let us know. I mean, come on over, message me or Danny, you know, on Instagram, let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. I mean, it's so easy to kind of be on the back end behind our screens here and we want to engage with all of you. So come in, reach out to us, ask us questions. We're, we're here to help. And this is such important life-changing, uh, you know, information and, and steps that we're all taking to, to reclaim our health. And we want to be part of your journey. So do reach out, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.